Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other black graduate students or early career professionals. It is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, y'all. It has been a little minute since I've been on the mic, but I'm really excited about this episode because I'm here with one of my internet homegirls that we both made it to the other side. And so if you all don't know Angela, Dr. Angela Crumdy is currently a provost postdoctoral fellow focusing on the social lives of Black women, primary school teachers in Latin America and the United States. I actually sat in on her defense, was blown away at all the work that she's done and how incredibly it is important for, you know, I bet we all remember our first Black woman teacher. And if you don't know her through all of her amazing research, you probably know her very well through the Handle Grad Girl Wellness. So welcome, Angela. Thank you for having me here. I'm a fan of Black and in grad school, so it's like crazy to be on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Like, honestly, don't know how I had let this slip through the cracks this long. The fact that we were both done. So I'm so happy to have you here. We're going to talk about your experience, talk about life posts, talk about wellness, all of the things. And just for those who maybe some deep cuts, if you've been following one of us, both of us, uh, we did the wellness retreat Ooh, back in 2021. Yes. Still one of my favorite videos is up on my YouTube is Angela's journal prompt session. That was like so helpful for me along with the rest of the sessions. And so go check that out. Angela, I want to talk to you and start by just like how you picked your field, how you selected the subject topic and what kind of led you on that path. For sure. So I am trained in cultural anthropology with the emphasis on Latin American, the Caribbean. So in undergrad, I went in as a double major in anthropology and English, actually. I picked anthropology because of a TV show. Um, so the channel National Geographic, there used to be a show called Taboo. And it was just all about like different topics related to anthro. And I remember watching the episode on body modification. And when the experts are talking, they put the little titles on the bottom of the screen. And like one of them was an anthropologist. And I was like, wow, like I could get paid to study people and travel. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I went into undergrad knowing I wanted to do anthropology. I realized very quickly that English was not for me, even though I liked language arts in high school. But uh, Latin American and Caribbean studies, there was a lot of overlap. So I was like, okay, I can do these and like have a double major and get out pretty quickly and still study something that I'm interested in. And things just kind of developed from there. I still love the fact that I can travel and study people. And I felt I was interested in Cuba in particular, actually because of the Black Panthers. But when I went there, 
it just kind of like opened up a whole new world for me and possibilities of things to study. I did a study abroad there in my junior year of undergrad. And then from there, I was like, I got to go back. I love doing ethnographic research. And the education piece came in because I actually was a teacher for two years. And I said, well, let me put these two things together. And that's how I got to where I am. I love that. I mean, first, let's talk about the importance of like watching things that are educational and how they can inspire us. I think we all kind of have that same kind of like, oh, that's what they do. Bet. I would love to do that. (laughs) But also the melding of your professional life, right? Like from your undergraduate education, was that your first job like out of college, out of undergrad? Yeah, it was actually my plan B job, right? Like I didn't get into grad school. And so I said, well, let me teach. Let's see what this is about. Right, right. And so then you still fueled your graduate experience by the melding of the two experiences. And then I could imagine I only took one anthropology class in undergrad. (laughs) So this is absolutely not my expertise, but what I think I remember from ethnography is like at least having that lived experience is definitely going to help shape and craft like your approach. Tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's like the deep hanging out, as they call it. You just ah. like spending time with people and seeing the day to day really gives you insight to, you know, how people think and live. Because there's one thing to do an interview, but to actually see people from day to day will give you a totally different perspective. I love that. I love that. Thank you for explaining it to the STEM girlies <laughs> and guys out there and people. We appreciate that. So it sounds like you also share a little bit about kind of that pivotal moment as far as like the graduate school path, right? You had this education, this experience as a teacher, you had the education and then the study abroad experience from undergrad. One plus one is two. And that's how you mm-hmm. picked your research topic. Now that you, I feel like we're jumping already, like, what was it like? Like, where did you study for your PhD? Um, did you do a master's first? Did you straight through? Kind of keeps us a little bit more about that process and your experience. For sure. So I taught for two years and that second year is when I started applying to graduate school. So I did not have a master's. I went like straight into PhDs. I did apply to master's programs. I got into all of those and I got into one PhD program. And so the program I was in, I was in something called the Institute for the Recruitment of Teachers that kind of helps you apply. And they were like, well, you're going to get a PhD. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how how that happened. Yeah. And I finished finished it out doing that. Got you. Okay. I feel like that's super awesome. The one program I got into was the CUNY Graduate Center in New York City. I had been to New York maybe one day in my life before that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) When I got accepted and I went to just go check out the campus and I was like, all right, we're going to do it. I moved there. I slept on somebody's couch for two months or it was an experience, but here I am on the other side. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. First of all, I feel like this is advice I give to my homegirls that are also dating, but it totally applies to grad school. You only need one. Okay. You don't need to get into one school the same way, unless you're into polygamy, you only need one partner, right? Mm-hmm. You only got to meet one person. So that piece I think is really important for those of you all who are in the application process, if you're listening at that time and thinking about like how you know, oh, I got into one school. All you do need to do is get into one. I only got into one PhD program. And here Angela and I are with our PhDs, right? And done. And so tell me about your time in New York. And like, that sounds like such a big transition. I don't, I'm not sure where you're coming from, but New York's a big city. I feel like it's just not meant for, I'm not going to say not for everybody, it ain't for me, but you know, I know it's a special place. So what was that like? For sure. Like, 
So I was coming from Dallas. Okay. I'll say that. So, <laughs> you know, Dallas is cute. It's, it's a slower pace. I was used to driving everywhere, things of that nature. But I actually really fell in love with New York. Yeah. You know, I lived in Brooklyn the entire time. I loved just like the culture. I loved that everybody was doing their own thing and like the anonymity of it. Like I could just wear whatever I wanted to and just be on the train and nobody would care. And I just love like the energy of it, particularly Brooklyn. I will say though, going to school in New York is a very, very interesting experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to a big 10 school for undergrad. So, you know, I was used to a campus. I was used to like, just like walking and doing those types of things. And that was not my graduate school experience at all. Um, I actually went to a commuter school, which was not something that I knew of when I agreed to go there. I didn't know what a commuter school was. And so I realized very quickly that it would be a challenge to build community Mm -hmm. just because, you know, commuter schools, those people coming in and out, they have, you know, lives and other things to do. And so that's something that I really struggled with the whole time. But outside of class, I really love New York. Okay. Okay. And tell us about that, right? You're not from New York. You moved quite a substantial distance away from home. How did you start to build community um, while also dealing with the rigor of graduate school? For sure. I mean, I think maybe like a lot of folks, I initially started with my cohort, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, okay, there's, you know, there were 13 of us and I thought, okay, these are going to be my people. You know, that's a good place to start. But I think I realized the more I learned about myself, the more I learned about the people in my cohort, I realized that I needed more. Mm-hmm. So I think one place that I started was like student orgs on campus. Uh, we had something that was called the Women of Color Network. And I ended up actually being the co-chair of that. And it's funny, I think that what I was trying to do with that now shows up in Grad Girl Wellness. Okay. Um, so student orgs was a big you know, part of my life. Some like civically oriented organizations that I got involved in were, were really great. I volunteered. I really love being a reading partner. Like I had like a kindergarten reading partner, you know, they pair you up for the year so you can see them grow over time. So I really, really love that. And just kind of like growing in my faith, I joined a church. And then I realized that there was some overlap between like folks who were in my church and volunteering with me as well. So that really helped build community and salsa dancing. You can go out, go out at night, like have fun and still get a good workout in. So that's what I did. I love that. I love that. And let's just park it on over here real quick. (laughs) What was going on with the Women of Color Network that you then carried and became Grad Girl Wellness? In a lot of like student orgs, you get like a stipend, right? You know, $200, $300 they throw at you. And I was like, let's do fitness stuff. Like, let's use our money to invite like women of color fitness experts from the community to come into, you know, the ivory tower, quote unquote, and teach us. I think we had a Zumba instructor. We had a self-defense instructor. And I was like, this is how we should be using our money. I think as I was working out, I wanted other people to work out with me. And like, that was my way to do that. Um, in a very formalized space and, you know, in a school setting where I was already spending my time. Yeah, I love that. And so what then said, you know, I'm going to start this Instagram page. I'm going to make this community all around wellness for graduate students. I think, well, one, I was like, okay, I want more. Mm -hmm. But I actually started the Instagram page right before I was about to go do field work. And that, you know, is totally, again, like making these big transitions during graduate school came with its own set of like isolation. I did my field work in Cuba, right? So different country, different language, the internet infrastructure is not that great. But I wanted to continue documenting 
what I was doing in terms of like staying healthy and in being intentional about my wellness in graduate school. And I know that folks, you know, go abroad to do field work, uh, maybe not as long as anthropologists do, but I did want to show what I was doing and I wanted to show that it was possible. And I thought that that would be a great way of staying connected with folks. Yeah, I love that. And so tell us more. I mean, I'm now I'm over here like, oh, now I want to know more. Like, as busy as grad students are, right, what kind of advice do you have? Or let's start with more so how you maintained your wellness, right? You were traveling. So that's totally different, right? Kind of off your like regular routine. How did you maintain wellness again while being in grad school? What did that look like for you? For sure. I mean, I would say like it was a it was the like pursuit of wellness, right? (laughs) You know, some days are better than others. But I think that, you know, finding other people to hold you accountable. Actually, I call their we call each other our battle buddies. We would go to the gym together. (laughs) You know, you can get like a buddy pass or whatever. But I think at one point we were like splitting the cost of the gym membership because, you know, grad students, we don't make any money. So like we would go to the gym together and that was really fun. Um, Blogging was a good way just to document what I was doing. I joined the Y. That was good. Also on like a student discount because it is what it is. That's right. And as therapy later in graduate school became very, very influential and integral to, you know, pursuing wellness as a graduate student. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with all the things. I heard a couple of hacks for y'all splitting a... (laughs) membership and everyone go and somebody is you just say you're whoever the main Mm -hmm. member is also yes absolutely adding a therapist that was absolutely even critical for me throughout my graduate school experience and then it sounds like you have buddies and I, I think like sometimes we get so busy and I think we almost underestimate how close you can get to someone by going to the gym with them every week right you know like it's a great way to like have kind of a twofer like social time and moving your body like some body movement yeah I I definitely agree because you can someone to talk about your day with somebody to like mark your like PRs with as well right I think it's you know like you said like it's a two for two like you Mm -hmm. for two for one yeah (laughs) I remember fondly like those experiences of being in the gym with her yes oh yes same oh my gosh (laughs) shout out to our gym buddies you both know yes Okay, so with the documentation, I mean, I, that's how I found you. It was like when you were grad girl one, I was like, this is amazing. This is so critical. I feel like taking care of ourselves is the first thing we kind of forget to do or take off of our priority list when we're graduate students because there's just so much to do. And so if someone right now is listening and they're trying to build a wellness practice and they're just starting out in their grad school journey, what are some first steps or some advice you want to give them? The first thing that comes to mind is to take the time to find something that you really enjoy. And sometimes people don't know what that is, right? So that's when I'm like, okay, like give yourself a trial period, try different things, try yoga, try Pilates, try salsa, but find something that makes you feel good because you're more likely to do that. So I would say just start with what feels good and then you can build from there. I love that. It's awesome. Thank you. And so we're going to kind of go back into your story and your experience. So you were having a life, right? So you were very involved outside of school. Clearly you had lots of responsibilities as it relates to being an anthropologist. And then you also had this community you were building. And so how did you balance all of those things at the same time and keep your sanity? (laughs) Yeah, you know, (laughs) I'm still trying to figure, trying to figure that out. 
I think that I had to learn how to be like realistic about what I could offer. I was like, I can't send a newsletter every week, but I can put something together once a month. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I can promise folks. And also giving myself grace when I fell short of that, because there are plenty of times when I didn't send things out, you know, when I wanted to, or I didn't post as often as I would like to. But I think that just the effort behind it and my maintaining my intentionality around wanting to support myself and other grad students was crucial. I will say that building community with other people, Alante, you've been great. There are other folks who I've reached out to and they've been like, yeah, I'll be on the show. Like, you know, yeah, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. And just like drawing inspiration from people around me has been really helpful. Like you don't have to do everything on your own. You don't have to recreate the wheel. You can collaborate with other people who are doing similar things. And that has been really helpful as well. Yeah, I love that. And so like, did you have a system around like your schoolwork or your civil, you know, activities? How did you kind of balance those parts too? I'll I'll be honest, it was a mess. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think only now am I starting to feel like I can get into a rhythm of doing things. I will say I blocked out on my calendar to work on Grad Girl Wellness like every Saturday afternoon. Like that was the one time that I had. Um, and I also use like a, I think they called it kind of like a social media planner. It was just like mm-hmm. a little booklet. Every month they had you write down your goals, your stats, as well as like a little calendar. So I write out, okay, I'm going to do this little post here, then a quote and things of that nature. And then I kind of, you know, advanced to using like a scheduler, like a digital scheduler. So I could really visualize what was happening. And that was great because it didn't give me like as much anxiety around Mm -hmm. like having to post all the time, I could say, okay, like this is taken care of. I can go to class and just like completely focus and be present in the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all, y'all, the content creation is actually, it is, it can be very stressful and anxiety inducing, Mm -hmm. Uh, high key, high key. So let me see. I'm trying to think if I have another question. Well, I mean, I know we started talking about this before we press record, but I would just love to know like a little bit more about the work you're doing now. Is it still completely like connected to your dissertation work? And then like, how has your wellness practice changed being out of grad school? For sure. So I am currently a first year postdoc um, in the Graduate School of Education. And so I am kind of like continuing the work that I was doing. I'm just working on publications for the most part um, mm-hmm. that are related to the dissertation. And I'm also part of a research team, which is something that's like really different from being in graduate school. So that community component is way like way more present um, than it was as a graduate student. So I'm actually like really enjoying that. And when it comes to wellness, it's interesting because, you know, I moved to a new state. So again, right. another like big transition, but I feel like I know what I need to do, right? In Mm. order to pursue my wellness. So like joining the gym is something that I've already done. I've tried, I think I tried like a a gentle yoga class. I've been trying out churches. Actually this week, I've been trying out therapists. So they're like key things that I know that I need um, Mm. to feel like I'm taking care of myself. So those are the things that I've been doing. It does take time. I always think that like trying to find a therapist is like dating or like Mm -hmm. trying on jeans, right? It just takes time to find a good fit. But that's what I've been doing. And I think when it comes to like being content creator, I've kind of, now that I have an office, which is really nice, um, (laughs) I can just do my academic work in the office, you know, nine to five. And then when I come home is when I do grad girl wellness. And I, I really like that, that schedule. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you already have like, I think an inventory of like, this is what works. And I think 
there's something about graduate school because it, it does like require some structure that then you can carry that structure on. It might not need to be as structured and regimented as it was prior, like in graduate school, but at least this has been my experience. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, I feel like I was able to be like, oh yeah, I loved this in grad school. I love that in grad school. And then also bringing back things I enjoyed prior to grad school, but I was too broke to do <laughs> in grad school, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> so like I have the thing, you know, like my four things. And I'm like, okay, this is what I could afford undergrad. Right. I'm going to keep doing those things. But now I'm like, oh, I can do things a little differently now. Like just like casually watching TV. I've, I bought myself a much bigger TV. And just yes. like the kind of thing that, are open to me to do for leisure are a lot like I have way more possibilities and so I'm kind of leaning into that and trying new things and you know when people are like hey you want to do this in this new city I'm like of course like I'm kind of in a say yes moment right now I think Shonda Rhimes talked about that in her book like just say yes to everything and I feel like right now I I can do that and like not feel as like regretful as I might have felt as a grad student and I also have the time a little bit more time to do that for sure. For sure. Yes. Oh my God. It's like a resounding yes. Like I think that it's almost like I didn't realize how much time grad school was taking until okay. now I'm like, Oh, and then, uh, yeah, I will get another episode. Y'all I'll tell you how I have been, this is Angela's episode. So I want to take over, <laughs> but it's just been very interesting. Like having so much more time, and not really even realizing how much time I was putting into the work, but it's totally worth it because you get to the other end and you have the goal achieved, you have the career you want, you're doing studying the things you want to study, Angela is what I'm hearing, and having the impact you want to have and still like, you know, being true to yourself and taking care of yourself. Yeah, I mean, it, it was worth it. I'm happy with what I produced at the end. I'm happy mm-hmm. with what I'm doing now. And I think, of course, nothing's perfect. But I think grad school grew me up in a lot of ways. And I think I have a greater sense of like where I need to go next, you know, now that I'm done with the dissertation. That's right. That's right. Okay. So before we wrap this up, do you have any other advice or something you want to share that maybe I didn't ask for anyone listening right now? I would say to folks, when it comes to wellness and graduate school, I just want to emphasize that it's not one size fits all. Like I really, really emphasize like go out, try to figure out what works for you. And also like what works for you as a first year grad student might not be the thing that works for you as you're writing your dissertation, right? Like I had to relearn what worked for me, you know, in the last two years. Cause like sitting down on my computer for however many hours on end was a totally different headspace. So I would say also like be open to changing what wellness looks like to you throughout your graduate school experience. Love that. Totally agree as well. Well, Angela, thank you so much for coming on, sharing a bit of your story, telling us about all the wonderful things you do over at Grad Girl Wellness. I have my last and favorite question because it's been a while since we have had one of these. So please, Angela, hit us with your lesson from the trap. Okay, so I was excited for this. (laughs) I did a little bit of research and I landed on Big Shines, the baddest. Okay, yes. honestly like my favorite line from this song he says you gotta have faith to be faithful you gotta be great to be grateful and I'm just like bar yeah um and to me as that relates to graduate school is like I think this whole song in a way is about like showing up and having confidence but like 
imposter syndrome is real for us, right? Mm-hmm. But if we gotta be, if we want to be grateful for the journey, we have to know that we are great to start, right? And I would also say, just like grad school has been a walk of faith for me, and just encouraging folks to like be perseverant, right? You gotta have faith in order to be faithful. Yes, love it. And as a betrayer, I'm here for it. Yes, it's a great song. What a good Godzilla beat. All of the things, and that was. That's also my favorite line from that song. So thank you so much for giving that to us, Angela. Before we wrap up, where can we find you in these internet streets? Of course. So I spend most of my time on Instagram. The handle is just Grad Girl Wellness. Um, there's a website, www.gradgirlwellness.com. Also on Facebook and on Twitter, the handle is Grad Girl Well. Perfect, perfect. Angela, thank you so much for your time. Y'all, all of her information will be in the show notes. And thanks again. Thanks for having me. For sure. Bye, everybody. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Black and in Grad School. For more content to help you on your grad school journey, check out blackandgradschool.com. That's B-L-K-I-N gradschool.com. Love this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.